Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Flawed and Fearless podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Covert, and I'm excited to bring with you today another episode. So let's do the intro and get started. Welcome, welcome. Now, if you haven't already, uh, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. Click the link below in the description and I can email you each time a new episode comes out. Follow me on social media, anything you want. I hope that we can connect more. But let's get started. So today's topic is a little bit of a heavy one, but it's really an important one nonetheless. We're talking about processing years of trauma, pain, and neglect. And how sometimes living, it's a codependent life or a life of trauma can lead to repressed emotions and trauma that need to be processed in order to move forward. So I want to start by acknowledging that processing trauma is not easy task. And it's not linear one straight line for everyone. There is no right or wrong way to do this. But it's important to start somewhere. And you know, if you're struggling with chaos, if you're struggling with your life just feeling out of control, and even if it's an up and down, here we are at a certain time of year, if you are feeling chaos, you know. So we often think that we can leave trauma behind and just, there you go, move on. But the reality is that it doesn't work that way. Trauma stays with us, it lives in our body, and it affects the way we show up in the world. If we don't deal with it, we can transform it, we can have it as our superpower, but it can also be kept as a negative, what keeps us down, that little, that voice that keeps reminding you that you're not good enough. And I do believe our thoughts in our mind can either be by default or by your own discovery. Because if you go your words and you let them just sit there and be by default, they're not going to work. You've got to design them. They've got to be your thoughts. So trauma is an experience that stays with us for a lifetime. And again, it could be where you design and bring it to your be your superpower, or it can be there as a default and bring you down, whether we want it to or not. Okay, again, it lives in our body. It shapes our behaviors, our thoughts, our emotions in the way we may or may not even recognize. So to illustrate this, I'm going to give you three stories that are true, that, and the real life experiences that highlight the ways in which trauma affects the way we show up in the world. One, I'm going to give you Sarah's story. Sarah was a bright and talented student in high school. She had a passion for writing and was well on her way to becoming a very successful novelist, published author. However, one day while walking home from school, she was attacked and assaulted. Although she was physically unharmed, the trauma left her with undoubtedly a mark on her psyche, on her whole body, on her mind. She felt unsafe. She lost her passion for writing and fell into a very deep depression. It took her years of counseling and support for her to regain her confidence and find joy in her craft again. 
Sarah's experience is clear example of how a trauma can affect our ability to pursue our passions and dreams. And even though there was no physical damage or the physical damage was minimal because there was damage, the emotional damage was profoundly there. And it took years for her to heal. That shifted her. Okay? I want you to see that. So that's just Sarah's story. Let's give you a little more. How about John's story? John was a successful businessman with a huge promising future. However, childhood was one of those of emotional and physical abuse. Although he had worked really hard over time to forget about his past and kind of overcome his past traumas, he found himself struggling with anxiety and depression. His colleagues at work dismissed his ideas and he struggled to assert himself in the workplace. He knew how to stand up and be angry, but not in a calm manner. It wasn't until he began therapy to really realize he started working on him. He started talking through and he started to face and get with people that understood his past trauma. He looked at it. He was giving it a new shifting with the way he thought. And by talking about this, it really helped him to change his experiences. So John's experiences show trauma and they can affect from childhood and on. So maybe those experiences, he wasn't in that before, but he worked really hard to get to a position in his career. And there he felt powerless, unsafe again. But his ability to succeed in his career shifted because his past experiences were, again, left undealt with. But once he felt the feelings, once he talked about it, once he reframed it, he actually became empowered and he started to insert, you know, assert himself, not in an angry way, nothing like that. He started to get, have professional success and started to be looked for as a guide, as a mentor to others. Okay. I want to give one more story because this one really relates. This is Maria's story. Maria was a, is a loving mom, attentive mom to her children. However, she had a history of abuse and neglect in her own childhood. And although she did everything she could to be a good mom, she found herself constantly worrying about her children's safety and well-being. She was doing all the things. I'm going to do better than my parents. I'm going to be there. I'm not going to neglect. I'm going to be there. And she did. But this led her to feeling of worrying anxiety. She was being an overprotective and controlling mother. And her children were having emotional developmental issues from that. And she saw that it was going on. There's Maria showing up, being there for her kids. But that childhood stories that she pushed away and didn't rewrite them were showing up again in a way when she didn't even realize it. So her past experiences were shaping her parenting of her own two children, things that she never wanted to do, but it was affecting their emotional well-being. So Maria started talking about it and once again opened up about those stories started talking and started shifting. She started to relating and thinking about, now, if I was a child and my mom was doing this, would this been better? Yes, you might not have been felt neglected, but maybe you felt controlled. 
Maybe you felt your parents didn't believe in you. So she shifted. She worked so hard to not be where she grew up that she became the complete opposite. So she was able to find her way. So from those three stories, I want you to see that trauma is a powerful force that stays with us. It's there. But if you neglect it, ignore it, then your life goes on default when you get into situations like that. Your behaviors, your thoughts, your emotions, all of them are unrecognizable because you're just working on default. You haven't looked at them. So once you share your stories, once you get that open and you're asked the right questions, and again, you start it in one area, trust me, and you will go to many others. You will want to because you can better understand the ways in which the trauma has affected. The trauma is if you ever felt unsafe. And I can't think there's anyone in this world who hasn't felt unsafe at one point in another. So coming and putting these forward can really help us work towards healing and growth. Living a life of unhealed trauma can often often mean putting others' needs too before your own. You ignore your own emotions and boundaries because that's what you're doing. You've ignored what happened then, ultimately neglecting yourself. And that always will end up in overwhelm because you can't neglect yourself. You can't go and feed other people and not stand up and feel nauseous or that you're going to faint. You need nutrition as well. And this all can lead to repressed emotions and the trauma that we don't even realize is is there until we hit a breaking point, until we hit a numbing moment that it's not numb anymore. There's something running behind the scenes that we're not knowing what's going on. And the world around us becomes the focus because that's where we were hurt. That's where we felt unsafe. So coping with the fear, we control the things outside of our thinking because that's the things that got us unsafe. So that's the thing that gets the priority, right? Until we see the cost is way too high to stay the same, way too high to keep things running and living the life you're living. So once you decide that the cost is too high to do, to keep it the same way, that's when you can decide to make the uncomfortable change to look at it. And truthfully, I am telling you, every time something was behind the scenes that I didn't look at, every time, scared. If you don't know, you're like, man, it sounds so much bigger. And then you see it. And I always think of the, you know, the monster under the bed. Always. You're a kid. Any, you have children, grandchildren, you know someone. If a child is truly scared about a monster underneath the bed, you go and the story is what's really running in their head. It's not true. You can go under there and you can say, just go to bed, just go to bed. They're going to go to bed scared. You can go and give them a flashlight. You can help them and say, here's the tools. You sleep with this flashlight. If If there's no monster when the flashlight's on, then you keep that flashlight on. Or let's keep the light on. However they need, but that's them processing, not saying, hey, that's just what it is. So it's putting light to that monster underneath the bed and never is scary. Most times it's the stories in our head. So processing trauma requires us to acknowledge the pain we're experiencing, even if it's uncomfortable. And even if we've been taught to keep it hidden, it requires us to sit with our emotions and be present even when it's painful. It requires us to talk about it, 
Think about it. Write it out loud. Find support and be vulnerable. I promise you, I find it to most people, you know, it depends on being vulnerable, but I promise you when you face it, you go back, you will never regret it. You will never regret facing it. If you say it out loud and just leave it there. Yes. It's getting like the monster. It's like getting out of the bed and not having a flashlight. Well now, yeah, you're probably super scared. Get the flashlight first. Call somebody first. These actions can actually help us move our, through our trauma rather than staying stuck in them. And it empowers you. If there's something scary down there, think about the same thing as the monster. Well, one day there's a spider down there and you're an adult. Get the flashlight. Do it. You empower your abilities. It's important to remember that trauma is not a one-time event either. It's continuous journey of healing. And it empowers so many things that you do. It can be such a positive journey in our lives. And when we begin that that process, it's scary. Yes, definitely. We start to, you know, get a little scared of letting go of control. But then you begin to have more control of your life, your thoughts, the things you focus on. Your life is becoming more of one that you design, not one by default. You become more aware of how you're feeling, what your needs are, and we can start to set healthy boundaries and watch other people become their unique, authentic self and you actually connect with them more. And then seeing other people be resilient yourself too, it's an amazing thing. I promise. It is my belief, truly, that anyone who is willing to believe, even in this, that the, the shift that I'm talking about, even just a little possibility, if you believe in it for just a little, I believe that you can totally shift your life. I always go back to things that I've quit, losing weight, quitting smoking, nighttime eating, things that were very difficult for me, breaking up with a relationship, someone that maybe whatever was not, you know, was toxic, not good. And first it's every step you feel along the way. And then all of a sudden you start to shift. Because you really start to see that the cost of staying that way, staying in that relationship, staying at that weight, staying with that bad habit, that it's not going to go somewhere, that you're honestly feeling more pain by keeping it. Because if you, you have the desire to change it or you wouldn't be doing it. So I think about those things that I have changed and how hard they really were at first. But I can't believe how amazing my life is because I've made those shifts. And I'm telling you, if you're thinking about it, if you're listening to me right now and you are thinking at all about breaking some habits, changing some things, focusing on a trauma, maybe looking at it, that desire will not go away. So you're actually keeping yourself in pain until you look at it. it that is not going to go away. You're not going to wake up one day and say, oh, I am so glad that I never looked at that. You can find a new relationship. You can find a new job. You can find a new house, a new place to live. You can find new friends and it's all going to come back up again in a different way. So it's, it is facing it. So be there with people too that are not going to judge you. I think that's huge. Be there in a place where you can process it. So I want to thank you for joining me today as we explored this really kind of difficult topic of processing trauma. And I want you to remember that healing is totally possible and it's important to take that first step. And if you or someone is struggling with trauma, don't hesitate to reach out for support. There are plenty of resources out there all over. You don't have to do this alone. So, and always as usual, you can join through some of the resources that I have, and you can go to either lisacovert.com 
or flawedandfearless.com. And both of those links are in my Instagram, everything. So find the resources and go and unleash your flawed and fearless self. So until next time, continue to live your flawed but fearless life. And I look forward to next time. Thanks. Bye.